why I'm not fearful of the future and why you shouldn't be either if you think for yourself. The Better Human Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Stucker. We're here to talk about something to help you become a better human. And a better human is somebody that thinks for him or herself, that lives for him or herself, self-reliant, ideally as sovereign as possible, take control of your finances, your thinking, your life, your health, everything that the mainstream wants to profit from by keeping you a matrix plugged in zombie. And this is why I'm not fearful for the future, even though we're going through a fourth turning, we're going through a major revolutionary change. And this is why I'm not afraid, even though I have two young kids, stuff's pretty shaky. They're going to keep trying stuff. The powers of be are actually crumbling and losing power. They just don't know it yet, or maybe they do. And that's why they keep acting more clownish. Here's a few things I was thinking about. So if it happens, I'll adapt. Like, I'll crush it. It'll actually give us meaning and purpose. It'll be exciting. This is a very simple way to take fear, something you're afraid of, and convert it into a positive force, positive motivation, energy, inspiration. I've always kind of had these fantasies about a zombie apocalypse. It would just feel, I don't know if cool is the right word or exciting is the right word, but it would definitely make you feel alive. If every second you went out, you're fighting for your life. Everybody's a threat. You had to acquire resources and you had to be skillful and you had to fight. You would definitely be alive. So I think that's the same mentality I have to something like this. If things get really bad, uh, we will figure it out. We'll probably end up with a more meaningful life. We'll probably end up because we are anti-fragile in our thinking and our strategy and our finances, we'll probably end up better off than before. If there is a major collapse or whatever, it'll pretty much add, you know, the most meaningful purpose to your life you've ever had. The work will matter more than anything you've ever done. You'll be more alive and feel more alive than ever before. And that's like worst case scenario. I mean, even certain bad things, it does give you meaning. It's hard in the moment. And you're like, ah, I'm out of my routine. My conveniences are gone. But then afterwards, you actually look back fondly. Like when our house flooded earlier this year during Snowmageddon, I don't actually look back at that as really painful. I'm kind of like, yeah, that happened. And, you know, this, that, whatever. We got through it. And we're better. We're stronger. We found a new house. It seemed to work out. And so that's the thing about number two is meaning in life is directly connected to its difficulty. I've been writing, reading, thinking about this for a long time, and I'm working on a new book, Max Truth. Hopefully I'll have that out. I don't know, within six months. I'm really not trying to push myself because I want to make sure this is something that I just make so freaking good. Like I want it to be the best thing I've ever produced. It's going to be the best thing I've ever produced. Something as much time as it needs. But the duality of life, the duality of everything. If you study the Tao, read the Tao Te Ching, Tao Te Ching, Tao Te Ching, Tao Te Ching. And you see that everything is a balance of opposing forces. Things that are highly desirable are because they're hard to get. And in your own life, you desire something that took energy and effort to acquire because the more energy and effort it took to acquire it, 
the more resulting satisfaction, appreciation, gratitude you have for it. Most lottery, lottery winners end up broke because they didn't earn the money, so they don't know how to keep it protected, use it properly. If somebody just gives you an amazing gift, like, yeah, it's awesome. You just don't appreciate it and take care of it as much as something you earned yourself, though. And if you actually look at kids that are giving things their whole life, they have everything they need, they have money, they have whatever. A lot of them struggle with finding purpose and meaning because they haven't had to work for anything. They don't even know how to work for something. That's why I never envy rich kids or people that grow up that way because uh, like nine out of 10 of them are going to actually have hard lives. Number three, everything is entirely your fault. It's our fault. It's our responsibility. So you have to kind of remember this when you're looking at the craziness of the world and you're watching politicians do their thing and people on Twitter and yelling and screaming and rioting and all this nonsense. If you just take responsibility for your life, that stuff pretty much doesn't matter. Like I've been here in Austin. We took a trip to Florida. We... Yeah, we haven't, we haven't flown in pre-pandemic. I mean, pandemic. None of this has touched our life. Aside from people harassing us about not wearing masks. If I didn't watch the mainstream or was on social media, I wouldn't know anything was going on other than maybe seeing people wearing masks and be like, okay, that's weird. But aside from that, nothing actually has affected our lives. And that's true of most things. Most things politically don't affect us at all. They will never affect you I mean, I don't want to say never, but it's most likely that they will never affect you. It's most likely that whatever happens in Washington or between the superpowers or this or that, it's unlikely it's ever going to physically manifest in your life. Aside from, of course, inflation, but that's why you should just buy Bitcoin. That solves that pretty much because it's really the only thing you can do. Uh, topic for another day. Get the Bitcoin Basics podcast. No, it's not Bitcoin Basics anymore. It's called BitcoinWillSaveUs.com. I got shows over there. I'm going to keep putting shows out on Bitcoin because it's the most important technology to ever, ever show up in, in my lifetime. And it's one of the most important technologies in the history of the world. That's how important it is. People have no idea what's coming. And early adopters are going to benefit tremendously. So meaning comes from hard things. So yeah, like I said, meaning, hard things. You do the hard things. Something happens. It, you find meaning. You're alive. Like for most people, it would actually give them purpose in their lives and meaning and they would wake up every day and it would be hard, but they would actually be fulfilled. And for as long as you have hard things, you have meaning and purpose. Now, the ironic paradox here, as it applies to just life and the way we think about hard things, is that we think we are supposed to remove the hard things from our life. Like We want to get rid of all those things. But then we don't have any problems or any hard things. And then we correspondingly have no meaning or purpose. What you want to do is you want to trade in your problems. You want to have bigger problems. You want to have hard things that you choose to engage in, like doing podcasts, reading, writing, thinking. I mean, writing a book's really freaking hard, especially the way I'm doing it now where I'm really, really making sure it's going to be awesome, doing lots of research, whatever. It's hard. It's really freaking hard. And when I put it out there, and if it doesn't take off, which mathematically is unlikely it won't just take off, it'll require me marketing and talking about it, promoting it for long periods of time. And then at times it'll be frustrating. I'll be like, man, nobody's buying or paying attention, even though I know what's inside this book can literally change lives. But that is part of the course. Because the more I do that, the more I do that. And then I get 
results and I get more results and then maybe I eventually hit a positive flywheel, positive momentum, I get growth. I'm going to appreciate every single person that writes in, every single book sale, you know, every single result, every single thing I get. I'm going to appreciate it because I earned it. I put in the work. So those are a few reasons why I'm not fearful of the future, but also a few reasons and a way to think about your life, what you're trying to do. Do you lack meaning in your life? Well, figure out uh, if you're not really challenging yourself or doing things you want to do, which kind of go hand in hand. Like they say, find your passion. It's really finding the hard things you want to work on that make a difference that you can feel good about. That's all it is. Like some people find it in a flow state because they're surfing or rock climbers or whatever. And they're always like looking for the next, you know, flow high, which is basically you doing something physically hard and then getting addicted to doing that hard thing in the moment. Moment. That's where the flow state comes from. Nick Zai Chicks Mihai, I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Uh, he wrote the book called Flow, highly recommended. Very good stuff, very good stuff. So that's going to be it for today's short show. Think about ways in which you're not fulfilled. You're probably not doing hard things that have meaning. Hard things towards a worthy goal that matter to you is how you find meaning. Very, very, very simple in a nutshell. And in my book, Max Truth, I'm going to get into how, oh, I, I, like, should I spoil it? Should I talk about it? Well, it's very stoic influenced, heavily stoically influenced. And also the quote that I heard recently by Naval. It was something to affect like life's a single player game. It would keep trying to play as a multiplayer game. And I'll expand on that more. But the max truth is that it's all you. It's all you and you alone. It's 100% you. Mathematically is certain that everything that you do, think, and feel in your life is you. It's your fault. It's your responsibility. Maybe fault's not a good word. Uh, fault actually doesn't matter because fault is a subjective opinion. It's your responsibility. That's kind of a better way to say that. And I actually probably need to write that down. Uh, subjective opinion is fault. Responsibility, better word. So I can work that in. Everything that you do in your life from forever and forever into the future, for as long as you're around, is going to be your responsibility, which is therefore basic, not basically, but it is literally therefore your choice. So everything you do, feel, and think is your choice. Now, a lot of people get that when they do something, that's their choice. They might try to blame it on somebody, protect it on somebody, okay, right? But it's still their choice to do that. A lot of people have yet to reach that second layer of consciousness that is everything that I think is my choice. And then even higher, the ultimate tier, like crush everything, the really max truth pinnacle up here is what I feel, what I think, and what I do is my choice slash responsibility responsibility slash choice. We would pretty much correct all of the social justice nonsense, most of politics, most of the problems in the world if people just adhere to this max truth. This is the maximum truth of human reality, that every single individual is solely and wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, responsible for his or her everything. So if you don't have the results, you don't, if you don't have the results, you want in life, if you don't have them, it's your responsibility to get them. And like I said, the fault word, eh, it's your fault you don't have them. And it might not even be necessarily a fault thing because maybe you just haven't like invested the time to get it. Like, okay, I get that. So it's not really fault. Although you could say you should have started earlier. So that's a fault. Yeah. That's where fault is tricky. It's too sub subjective blamey, right? So I'm, I'm going to try to avoid saying that, but I like using it because a lot of people use it and they don't think about the word. They don't try to define it. And it very much coincides with victim mindset. It's like, 
It's your fault. It's her fault. It's that fault. It's whatever. They're trying to project fault into somebody else. And that removes their agency. And it also violates Max truth. It is the mathematical certainty. It's the ultimate truth of human existence that everything is you. You, 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 you to your own life. Everything. Nothing anybody or anything outside of you can do can change that. Because everything that happens to you, everything you do, everything in between is your responsibility. So it's basically extreme ownership on steroids because it's max ownership, max action, max awareness. And I'll be definitely talking about these ideas more as I write the book and get into it. Really excited for that. You can get the updates, uh, thebetterhuman.co, as well as the Better Human newsletter twice a week now. I was doing it every other day. And then I just figured twice a week is actually enough. We all have a lot of email and things to do. I want to make it skimmable and I want you to open it every day. So it's packed loaded with value, easy to skim, pick and choose what you like. Very easy and not like in-depth, long text to read or anything. Thebetterhuman.co. If you enjoy this podcast or YouTube video, uh, like it if you want. I appreciate that. And leave me a review on iTunes. Not if you want. Please do that. That's the price. The price to pay for this free content. I'll see you in the next one.